Well, hopefully everyone's tuned in and they're all live. And welcome to FETV first episode uh, of the the new season, season two. I'm here with Neil Horgan and Declan Carey, uh, Cork City Chairman. Again, there's going to be lots of uh, interaction. I hope on Facebook and see if we can get some questions in and stuff. But we'll uh, kind of talk a bit. How long it? has it been since our last show, Darren? Do you know? I think you were saying March or something. The last yeah. time was it? It's been a it's been a long time. No, it's been a long time. People, we've been really busy and. You know, yeah. we, there's only two of us here now at the moment. We're missing the other two. We feel like they're, yeah, you know, John and Rob. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably the main guys as well. Like, but, uh, yeah, Neil, uh, just take us away there about the coronavirus there because he, could, he, he couldn't wait to save just constantly. I like, know, we've all, reduced safety we reduced and our, legal uh, aspect. And our, our, so Rob and John will be back soon, but we reduced it down to two people so that, um, you know, we're, we're taking... Uh, yeah, social distancing very seriously and genuinely because we're going to come to it with you and about uh, the unbelievable things that I suppose what you have to deal with now as the chairman of Cork City in the middle of this um, and, and it, it has affected Fans Voice TV as well. <laughs> That's all I'll say. No, look, I suppose the, the main thing for us is that we wanted to start it up again. This has been probably... Yeah, we've been a year, uh, year in production now. I know, it. yeah. <laughs> it's been a, a blessing in disguise, I suppose, in a way that, uh, you know, we, we do get time to do this. We, we came, became extremely busy, the four of us. It's not as if, like, it was one of us, but the four of us. So, no, it was, it was something good and carry on. And we're hopefully trying to get round to... As many clubs know as possible as we can. We said we'd start with uh, yourself in Cork City. Hopefully, get to, to Cove, and if we can get to all the Cork clubs, it'd be it'd be great. Um, over the coming weeks. So yeah, uh, I, I was just gonna say go when on. we were just talking about it before before you started was the year that you've had since we last met. Um, I think we did a, an interview outside Turns Cross Tavern about a year ago. And yeah, you were so just explaining some of the Lennox, the mad the stuff that has happened since then. Yeah, Jesus, Neil, uh, I suppose if you asked me last January when I became chairman or even the year before when I uh, got onto the board, uh, what would I expect over the next two years? But yeah, it's been an unprecedented 12 to 18 months for the club. Um, look, you've, all of our you know, changes in the managerial situation or you know, widely reported on last year. and. Um, yeah, even behind the scenes, the amount of, you know, stumbling blocks we had to get over. Yeah. Um, so, like, back then, Caulfield was manager. Yeah. So, you had to move on from him, or you moved different ways. Uh, John Cotter took over, Neil Fenn took over then, and we're dealing with that. But at the moment, uh, also, you were talking about the club shop going on fire. Yeah, like, it was, a, it was like <laughs> anything that could go wrong, it did go wrong. Um, even, like, any kind of initiatives we tried to drive behind the scenes ourselves with the, the staff and all the volunteers that, that were helping with, with the shop. Um, or Douglas, in, Douglas Village. Shop yeah, like, Douglas we were in the process of Village moving shop uh, units. We had had discussions with the, the head folks at Douglas Village Shopping Centre, and we have a great relationship with them. They were, you know, they had given us that store there, at, you know, absolute gents. Yeah, great. And, uh, yeah, we were... They were moving us to a better unit with a storefront and you know bigger space. Um, we had closed down the shop actually to facilitate the move and get all the stock there and kit out the shop to another space within Douglas another Village. Space within Douglas Village, yeah. And um, shop centre. Yeah. They, then unfortunately the, the fire the took place. The fire in the car park and yeah. all of a sudden then we had to look at a situation where we set up a temporary shop in Turtles Cross. Um, had that open for a couple of afternoons a week. Then. Um, had to go looking for a temporary location over Christmas because we had New Jersey coming out and we were able to move to Mahon Point Shopping Centre so we had a kind of a temporary unit there on the, on the first floor of that so okay. luckily 
had to look at it. It's a credit to the, to the staff and the amount of volunteers that help out as well, like even from, from the top down from ourselves on the board, look, we're all volunteers and yeah. without the help of volunteers, we'd, we'd be absolutely nowhere. Because I'd actually forgotten about that part of it, like with everything that's gone on, that the, the club shop went on fire as well. <laughs> yeah. we, missed, we missed a lot of <laughs> we stuff, did. didn't we? We, we did. Did we miss the, the roof blown off Turns Cross as well? Did we miss that? No, that's a few years ago. Is that way out of it? Look, we had, uh, we had league trophies and cups uh, to celebrate then and you know, these kind of things were yeah. much of a the, the, they were distraction. Then, yeah. and, then, yeah. and then I suppose bringing it a bit forward further, we've had you know the issues with the revenue debt yeah. um, and that's been kind of more recent. Yeah. But like it all fills into, and we're not even at the coronavirus part of it, to what was like an, an unbelievable year in terms of, I suppose, goings on. Yeah, look, I suppose when, uh, look, uh, I've been on the board since 2018 and then we had a, a, a drastic shift then when, you know, five, six new board members came in afterwards. And uh, yeah, we've, you know, it's, it's been one thing after another. Look, the issues with the revenue, there was a, a vast misunderstanding from 2016 and 2017 that caught up with us in, in 2019, um, had to pay off that bill to the revenue and look debts then accumulated and we had issues um securing a license before the season started um which was like just a week before the yeah start. look I, I suppose with the issues that limerick had as well securing a license and their debts the revenue were trying to uh, maybe they're trying to make an example of some clubs and made things difficult for us and a few other league of ireland clubs and um with the with the fei as well and their new structures and and their own processes maybe they wanted to tighten up on the licensing process as well um, and look, thankfully, we, we got there at the 11th hour um, and, we, and we got to that game against Shelburne. I'd like to say, look, our responsibility as a board is, from the public's perspective, to never think that the, the game in Shelburne is in doubt and keep the PR for that going and keep, keep driving that home. And we did get a fantastic crowd at that game and in the background then just make sure that, you know, realistically that game is never in doubt. And look, it, we left it late and thankfully... You yeah, got over the line. Yeah. over the line and, yeah, we... We had that game against Shelburne. It was a great occasion at the cross, aside from the results, unfortunately. But it's an yeah, it's been an unbelievable year. Yeah, yeah, it's been an unbelievable year. Yeah, like, like I just think back now to those that week of the Shelburne game, um, and pretty much everyone, none the wiser, really. You know, the we, there we were, like struggling on without a license up until I think on on the Wednesday of that game with the game kicking off on Friday, um, and like the amount of hours the the other lads on the board as well put in and. Like Connor Hallin, especially, you know, and, and, and Dave Alton, like they're just worked 24 7 behind the scenes, just phone calls, meetings, WhatsApp on absolute fire, non stop, you know. Almost got tired of Dave Alton's voice messages <laughs> after a while, like it was, you know, five minute long voice messages, you get like, oh, here we go, like, but. Uh, and the thing is, yeah. as well, like, you all have jobs as well on the side. Like exactly, it's not as yeah. if you're a full time job, and yeah. it's tough now, like, it's, there's big money to run a football club, and I think it's. It's difficult at times, League of Ireland especially, you know, and we were just talking about it there beforehand, you know, what it takes to run a club. But I suppose on that time, you know, the, a question would have come up about, and it wasn't really clear, about Preston, I don't know if any talk about it, but obviously they came in and, and tried to, you know, what, what, what was the deal? And, and as I said, the last time we were kind of speaking, we did an interview about Forrest and how good it was for the club and going forward with fans and stuff like that. And then for it to be kind of so quick f in, in the, into the future then that it's looking at selling the club or was it just yeah, something look, you had to think about? I suppose the thing is in that situation where we were struggling to get a license it was a situation of look let's look around and see what assets we have and try and bring money in as soon as possible. Um, 
thankfully we had sell-on clauses for Alan Brown and Charlie Maguire who are doing very well with Preston now they're you know first team regulars there and um, yeah we, we had a look at that and look we have a relationship with Preston and had contacts down through the years from you know selling Graham Cummins back in you know 2012 2013 and um, Alan Brown, Sean McGuire, Kevin O'Connor so we had contacts there and we, we reached out through the relationships we had um, and said look we have these clauses would you be interested in meeting with us to discuss potentially doing some sort of a deal for those and look they came and we did negotiate a deal to sell those clauses on um, and kind of cash in on them now I suppose without the leaving it open to opportunity that they could be sold in the future so look whether Alan Brown or Shawnee McGuire stay with Preston for the rest of their careers or whether they move on we have the money in the bank um, for those clauses and I think we got a fantastic deal and yeah the, the negotiations for it were tough enough and, and look obviously Preston had their own interests in that as well and um, yeah, they, it went down to the 11th hour but we, we got the funds in and it was during those conversations then that Preston, um, you know, as they learned more about the club and had more conversations with us, um, they wanted to open up conversations about possibly taking over the club um, and look, that's when we decided then to call a meeting with our members, um, we, we, we filled them in on the licensing situation that we'd, we had struggles with, um, gave them a, a current and a picture of the financial state of the club as things stand and gave them an update on um, Mr Trevor Hemming's interest, he's the, the overall owner of Preston through Grove Moor Limited um, and their interest to acquire um, Cork City FC. Um, so look that's where we are now and we, we gave members uh, an update on that interest and yeah, we'll see how things go with that. Um, obviously Mr Hemmings was very busy with Cheltenham last week and uh, had a few um, horses running there and we were expecting to hear from him af after that and his representatives, but with, with, with COVID-19. Do you think, Declan, if, if he hadn't got into financial problems like he did, right, for, for, for good or for bad, that you'd have been thinking this way, like that for I know you're not Forrest, right, you're the chairman, don't get me wrong, but Forrest are now considering this. Now, I suppose what I'm asking is, if you hadn't got into financial problems, would the thought have been there that we need to get someone in to bring in investment or, or yeah. did that happen because of the financial problems? We have actually been looking at it ourselves because look, we try to be as strategic as we possibly can, uh, try not to get as involved in the day-to-day -day with the club, unless, of course, you're in a you know, house on fire type situation, which, which we were mm. um, before the start of the season. But yeah, over the Christmas period there, look, we had been doing a lot of work on our budgeting and... Um, and you know, I know how hard it is to keep the club going like within yeah, the year yeah. you had, don't get me wrong, this isn't a criticism. Yeah, but and uh, you know, we, we always tried to look at alternative revenue streams, like last year we had win a gaff, um, mm. like that was uh, initiated by Damien Treen and uh, a former board member as well, and look, that was absolutely look at Seemed to work it's well. There's a few yeah. other clubs have to take in that on actually. Yeah, as yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And look, when that was put out there first, some, look, some people thought it was a great idea, some yeah. people thought we were mad, but look, it brought in uh, significant funds to the club. and. With the way things went last year, with the way the crowds were dwindling and revenues were down, um, and we had a huge wage bill for for players and and, and staff, uh, something had to give. But that that saved us. But we were looking so, yeah. at longer term investment options as well, like where you know possibly looking at businesses in Cork coming in and and okay. paying funds to the club in a kind of philanthropy type situation. Mm. And we had been looking at setting up a, a a means to do that and a mechanism to do it. But look, then of course you're dealing with various people various are, yeah. and we did have conversations with other businesses around Cork and other um, you know potential folks that would be maybe interested in philanthropy to kind of rescue us there with the licensing situation but none of it would have been done on time um, 
and look, we had that situation but where we had those costs. Yeah, and fair enough in terms of the clauses and yeah. paying off the revenue bill, but I'm not, I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about going longer forward, term, yeah, longer term, process. and the ownership, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, when you look at it, Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, as things stand now, they've got private investors and they're, they're able to use the, that, um, that, that financial power to, to get the best players in the league. We're, yeah. uh, we're a long way off that, to be honest. Uh, we, look, Neil had to use his own and, and, and Joe Gamble had to use their own contacts to get in the, the players that we recruited. And I think he's just, for the budget that Neil and Joe have, I thought they've assembled a great squad, to be honest. It, look, a lot of players have only arrived in there the week of uh, the Shetland yeah. and, and it'll take time. Look, I don't want to use the cliches about like gelling and all that kind of stuff, but look, it will take time. And yeah, um, at, at the end of the day, will we get back to those you know European places as things stand with the current structure of the club? We could, but it will take time. And look, luckily, a few years ago, we were blessed with you know back when John Coffin came in, hard working players that came from the senior league and had come back to the club, like John O'Flynn and a few others. And they, you know, as you yeah. said, they, they'd run through a wall for you, and then. We were blessed with players like Sean Maguire, Greg Bolger, Johnny Dunleavy, Stephen Beatty. These are generational players that just came in and, and brought the club on as well and got us back into the Champions League. And we were blessed with them. And yeah, it, it But it does seem to be like we're at a kind of crossroads now in terms of where Forest goes now. Whether yeah, like coming, coming, coming from, sorry, I'll cut across, coming from, I suppose, Forest at the start, you were involved at the start, and to now being the chairman, like... Do you reckon you can have a fans only club run in League of Ireland? It has to have investors. Like, where where's your stance now after seeing from the um, bottom to the top? I wouldn't say like you can't have a fans only club in League. Like, look at Bohemians; they're a hundred percent fan owned as well, and they got back into mm -hmm. the Europa League last year, and it took them time. You know, they promoted within the club, and they they have an academy arrangement as well with local club in Dublin, and it they were patient with it. Do they lose their best players as well to like Dundalk and Rovers potentially? Yeah, but they've been patient with it and they've got a manager there and they believe in him and, and get behind him and uh, look they, they no knee jerk reactions from them over the last few years Rovers no. were the same as well um, and they got to the stage where they eventually moved to the private investor model in the last one or two seasons but yeah look could a club survive on a fan owned model absolutely um, if you budget correctly budget prudently but will, will football fans be happy with that I guess I'd put it back on to you guys like yeah, well, that, ultimately fans want to win <coughs> football matches they want to go across Europe and travel to, you know, far distant places in Lithuania and Estonia and up in Scandinavia and they want to yeah. experience these things. Will they do that? But can you can you do both in terms of like, you know, giving away forty nine percent, say example, you know, yeah. I know whether that's gonna uh, private investors gonna be interested in that or not is another thing, but that's, you know Yeah, that's the other thing, like well you know, how much of a say could you would an investor want then to come into a club and be answer, you know answerable yeah. say but We'll have to cross that bridge when it comes to Yeah, I did, I did come across a model somewhere. I don't know, it's, it's Wimbledon Dons, I think. Yeah. And they've done something whereby the, the fans, the forest of Wimbledon Dons, have retained ownership of key decisions about the curler, the jersey, the identity of the club, um, how you, you know, I don't know, other key kind of decisions that they've yeah. retained and then allowed an investor to come in and take over the rest of it, like... And I think there's probably room for manoeuvre with, but that's because you do want, like, uh, just as a fan or as someone who's played with Forrest, all the good work they've done to get to this point. I know, look, they've been in trouble, and, and it's great that you, Mr. Hemmings has come in and helped Forrest out. But 
I still see a big role for forests in you know Cork City, and I my concern would be that you'd give it over to uh, not say Mr. Hemmings any investor without the the you know the safeguards that forests kind of made the, as their mainstay. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think just very serious in forests itself. Like you have to look at the number of boards there actually have been since two thousand and eight when forests was for, first set up. And look, forests was set up first day never to to own Cork City FC or to run the club. It was set up as, as exactly what you said there, as a, a, kind of a consultant to yeah. the, the private owners. Um, and Forrest did actually vote back in 2009, the time of you know the, the club going into liquidation and examinership to go in with yeah. an investor, at the investor, two yeah. investors, I believe there were um, at the time. And look, the, the FBI didn't grant a, la a the license under that model and Forrest had to go into the first division yeah. on their own then. And, and that's how it happened. It was a kind of an 11th hour decision as well. and. So it would be great if Forrest, you know, retain, going back to that, maybe, you know, were able to be kind of still safeguards for the club yep. and kind of, you know, uh, picked the best investor, you know, not just maybe one who's coming at their own, and he could be the best one, get me wrong. Or the but only one. Or the yeah. only one, perhaps. But, yeah. but I mean, have we looked into everywhere possible for that? You know, is another question. But it would be great if uh, Forrest were in that position to make those decisions, you know? Yeah, and look, with all this, the, the stuff that's out there in the media now about Mr. Hemmings and his interests as well, that may spark more people to actually... I think it will. Look, I think it would. People think Forrest was a, a close shop for this type of investment over the last... Probably decade. was. Probably were because yeah. of... You know, fans suffering from PTSD of the... Of <laughs> um, yeah, that could explain it, actually. It was to keep it to ourselves, which I could understand, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Look, you know, maybe with all this stuff in the media, that, that might bring out more interest. Mm. And, look, we're, we're open to any potential in, interest on that. Well, that's good. If someone comes and they're really serious about, uh, about being interested in, in, in coming into the club and offering help and support... The, 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 easy, needed. the easy questions are the way now, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, where are you going to go? So yeah, with the coronavirus coming in, I suppose you, you're, you're looking at other, <laughs> other revenues and you've brought in other things. And to be fair, you're, you're pretty decent at that now at the moment. There's a club well known around Ireland and probably UK as well for it. Um, so I, I suppose question is just on that whole thing, how, how much of the club is self-sustainable with online platforms and stuff like that because you have you, you know you have your app and you're you're heavy on twitter and stuff like that yeah. and i suppose a lot of fans a lot of fans would have those questions as well like what like what are they putting up now or where are they going or do you know if you, I, I think there was one there what did you was it was it someone put up about the, the polish crowd or something hey we're cork city or something or that time ages ago no can't remember <laughs> <laughs> hey, <we're laughs> but uh but there's no, even but more online uh presence by yeah, the club massively so I'd like say. with merchandise and online now like say give a percentage over a year and and obviously it's a changes yeah. from a year to year but yeah, a rough it's, it's percentage low, it? yeah it's completely yeah. shifted now we're like probably maybe 80 percent online versus 20 percent just on match nights um look at it as you don't mean fashion. revenue no i'm talking no. about revenue yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah revenue that, that's the way it would be no over the last year when we had the unit in douglas and, and match so 80 80 percent merchandise and online and well, then merchandise no moment just yeah. merchandise yeah. okay if you look at last okay. year when we had the unit in douglas it would have been 60 40 in favor of the physical shops okay but, uh, right look since our arrangement with man point has finished after the christmas period now we're gone fully online okay and we were going to have a pop-up shop in in bishopstown for the academy matches and women's matches and then have the match night shop as well and then online and um, that was our plan of course then coronavirus came in yeah, yeah. no academy games 
um, no match nights in Torrance Cross, so we're now 100% online, really. Um, okay. And look, yeah, we've Dave O'Rourke is our merchandise, um, merchandise guy, and he's, he's working hard on that. And yeah, we had a, a sale for, for Patrick's Day as well, 17% off, hugely popular. Um, we're going to launch our away kit as well, our new red Adidas kit this week. Um, and as you said, there were... It has been major steps, in fairness, online. Yeah, I've always been club. a big fan of the, the digital space of the club. That's mm. where I started kind of volunteering and helping out with the club first day. You know, Jesus, close to 16, 17 years ago now. So, look, that's where I'd have a, a strong passion for as well. And it's where, it's where things are going with clubs as well. And, yeah, we launched the app a couple of weeks back. Another huge, um, huge milestone for the club as well. Not many League of Ireland clubs, if any, have their own mobile app that's regularly updated and maintained. Um, and yeah, we're fully online now with the online shop and with to, to help combat the, the impact of COVID nineteen. Then we have the, you know, we're doing the streaming activity there as well on Friday nights and Mondays now for oh when yeah games should be taking place. Yeah, and look, while it's it, it the the initial response has been good, it, it probably hasn't been good enough to you know. Um, well, you're never not having games. Yeah, but look, I just encourage fans there to to really support these initiatives. Look for and the games you have are um so Burn Munich. In yeah, we've been away, so we've, away. we've oh, yeah, kind of right. gone for the rare ones that people okay. wouldn't have seen, like as, for the as much as it's a monumental time in the, in the club's history. I think everyone's seen Dave Barry's goal now against Bayern Munich at Park. Everyone was there apparently anyway. Like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Go back, but, uh, I wasn't. Yeah, so we've <laughs> the Bayern Munich away game, um, you know, massive, the, the club playing in that size of a stadium, like, and then the Galatasaray away game, like I've seen stills of that footage and... The stadium is just absolutely on fire, like the Galatasaray fans are, and I think that would be great for City fans to watch. And then we have because yeah, Cork City nearly got through, and the, like they nearly the Bayern game, they did very well. I remember yeah. speaking to a few lads who played there and said they were actually in the game, um, to right to the death. I think someone missed a big chance. It might have been Caulfield actually, or someone. Anyway, yeah. worth watching, worth watching. Yeah, so Galatasaray we've the, away. Yeah, we've the, um, Shawnee McGuire's annihilation at Dundalk from twenty three nil. Yeah, okay, yeah. very good. Well, himself, uh, Dooley and Shepard were on fire that night. Like, so <laughs> that's just a football spectacle if you want to watch that game. It's like, yeah. Great was that, cup? Was that a cup match? It was the league game yeah. just before the break. In Oriel Park. We went 18 points clear. Okay. That win. It was kind of Dundalk's last gasp, really. If they beat us, they would have brought the, the gap down, but we extended it further. And then uh, we have the... <laughs> the most important one. Famous <laughs> since, um, yeah, 2005, the last one given. Yeah. Are you playing that there, no? No, I was next year. Yeah, yeah. You keep reminding me, all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's the league? Were you a co there? Yeah. Could have been, yeah. Big money transfer. Yeah, big money transfer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the summer, yeah. Uh, listen, it's it's great to see the initiative, isn't it? And like, yeah. hopefully, fans get behind it. And do you see more of this happening? Like, in terms of, is there any FAI authority or approval needed for any of this stuff? As far as yeah, there is. Look, we touch okay. base with the FAI. We have a great relationship with their marketing teams. And okay. The, the, the new board overall I think the, the relationship's positive and yeah we, we always touch base with them when we want to go ahead okay. and like this um, but yeah look uh, and in terms of the FA new board they've been uh, positive in terms yeah. of League of Ireland I can see that but are, are we thinking that they're gonna I suppose you no, asking the wrong person because <laughs> you can't say anything but you've seen positive uh, steps in terms of the League of Ireland specifically yeah I think so yeah definitely and look um, Niall Quinn was quite vocal as well became yeah, bringing the league to the forefront, and that's the way it actually should be in every country. Like the league should be your yeah. pinnacle of, of professional football in, in the country. It shouldn't be all focused on the national team and just trying to qualify for a major tournament. It's 
should be the, the main focus. Well, especially to drive the sales as well. So as you said, two sell-on clauses there, you got straight away from Irish players, like, you know. There exactly, could be more yeah. of that then as well. Yeah, there are. Giving footballers a chance to, exactly, to actually, yeah. the, be the best academies, you know, the best facilities. And it will you know, take time. Like it won't be an overnight thing like this. will no. have to take multiple FAI boards. Mm. They have to just build the ethos now and, you know, in five to ten years' yeah. time is when you see the fruits of this. Like You won't see this in the next... For the men's and the years. women's games. The exactly, yeah. you can even see it with the women's games as well. Mm. Like you know, to be fair, the FAI do a great job of covering those and, and pushing them mm. and they're showing live on TV now as well. Yeah. They're always, like, it, it always looks great at, at Tala. And, and that brings us naturally on to, uh, I suppose, the position which you may or may not be able to speak about, which is, you know, players' wages during the coronavirus. I know that the FAI uh, approves the bailout, but I don't know, I, I did read something in respect of them backing League of Ireland clubs for a certain amount of time. Is that true? or? Yeah, look, the, the, what they voted on internally was just to kind of ratify that um, bailout request, really. But look, yeah, we're th th in terms of player wages and staff, I, I, I can't comment on that. Really. Okay. Look, it's, yeah. It wouldn't be fair to their employees no. at the club at the end of the day. What I can say is that myself, the rest of the board, all the staff are working tirelessly, driving whatever initiatives we can to make sure that like things keep ticking over. But is, is that something that the FAI are going to be involved with, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And look, we'd hope that through the FAI, whether it's through UEFA or the, the mm. Irish government, um, look, we also... I think a lot of people are in that boat, though, like, aren't they? Yeah, like, you know, no one knows, no one knows what's going on or how long yeah. it's going to go or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's very sad. Like, there's businesses closing their, their doors every day now in Cork and yeah. across Ireland and mm. employees signing on and it's, it's not nice and... Look, it's we'll do our best to support our employees as best we can. And that's not just players; it's staff. Yeah, and yeah. 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 And we have players as well that you know came over from the UK and all that. Like, and look, we absolutely won't turn our backs on anyone. We'll we'll stand with our players and and try and help them represent them as best we can. Um, we owe them that much, really. Like, so that's our Fair responsibility. It's a very challenging yeah. time. Like you were saying about the programs or the suppliers or whoever you have, everything is on yeah. hold again. Like, isn't like it? it was the was it the the Bulls game last week. Um, I'm actually involved in the programme myself as well. I put together the final design of it and sent it off to the printer. So I sent it off on Wednesday night. And um, yeah, it was Thursday. Usually they, they press file print on the programme. Okay. Like, last minute, literally, like they, they pulled the plug on that. So like we would have been stuck with a couple of hundred programmes for a game that couldn't have yeah, gone yeah. And thankfully, that look, we saved that. But unfortunately, then for other things, they don't get the... the the job of, of printing yeah, the program. Yeah, they lose out on that then. Exactly, so it, it doesn't even affect just employees, it affects contractors mm. and uh, uh, companies that we have commercial arrangements with. It affects our own sponsorships as well then, like companies that were booked in to be match sponsor for the Bulls game or right, yeah. match sponsor for the Sligo game. Like They're obviously not going to go ahead with that now and they'll all be tightening their belts as well going forward. Yeah. Like, so look, we have to tighten our belts. Yeah. And it's Everyone knows how serious it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's extremely serious. So, like, all I can encourage fans to do is, you know, really support the club as much as you possibly can. Support yeah. all your local businesses, really. Like, but look, we have to look after the club yeah. first and foremost as a board and for our staff. That's our main priority. Like, and we try and drive as many initiatives as we can. And when you see these initiatives on social media and online, it's not us just doing them on no. a whim. These are, you know, really on a whim. support essential, the club, like critical situation. Everyone, yeah. So, so he's gotten loads of easy questions so far. <laughs> Let's go to the hard ones. <laughs> so we had uh, Kevin O'Hurley has said he's never known a chairman to do so many interviews and asks about <laughs> the stats of managers' results. 
Um, so Caulfield and Cotter uh, sacked within 14 games with 10 defeats. Is the current manager under pressure? Um, I guess I look I, for Neil Fenn right now. I'm sure he's under pressure, like he's you know trying to keep his players fit and he's trying to think about when football is going to kick back kick back off again. Um, is Neil Fenn worrying about his his job at the moment? I would say absolutely not. Um, we have a great relationship with Neil, and look at the end of the day, look when John Caulfield and John Cotter were here, they had a hugely successful period with the club, the most successful period in the club's history. Really, like the, with the trophies won, absolutely. a couple of Presidents Cups, FAI Cups. The Munster Senior Cups, the league, you know, hugely successful, but there were different times for the club. Um, and this is a new era for the club, and we're rebuilding from, from the bottom up, really. We have to, you know, 2019 was one of the worst uh, seasons in the club's history in terms of on the pitch and where we finished in the table. Um, and look, we have to rebuild from scratch, and we, we brought in Neil and Joe Gamble to, to help us with that rebuilding process. And look, while the results haven't been overly positive at the start of the season. We have had a difficult start as well against, you know, away to Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk on a Friday and Monday. It's just absolute nightmare fixture. <laughs> like when you get the fixtures at the start of the season, you look at that and say, geez, you know, yeah. having a laugh, like, but look, you have to just roll with the punches and look, we got a great result against Finn Harps at home. I think the fans see the fight within the team as yeah, well. They, it's important. You know, they go out there with blood and guts and, and, and they'll do their best. Are they a young team? Absolutely. Are some of them inexperienced? Absolutely, have they played at this level? You know, throughout their careers or under this microscope? Been down in Cork, probably not. So it'll take them time to get used to that. And I, I trust that Neil and Joe, with the experience they have, like he played with both of them. Like mm. I'm sure you know the, you know the they both have a winning mentality. Like they're not, they're not just down here to play cannon fodder to any teams in the league. And it will take time. And no comment. No, <laughs> no, no, no they, they they seem to be kind of. I, I haven't seen you play the, uh, this season, um, but it seems to be just from the results and kind of reports and stuff. You're looking at that. It is that taking its time. There's some quality players there. I did see him in pre-season. Again, you can't tell anything from that. But it's at the Shells game. You know, I missed the uh, Finn Harps game, but the Shells game they were good, and they were unlucky. The last minute goal. You know, you know, it could have been a draw more than, and there was a lot of positives. But as you said, yeah. the two results afterwards, the two fixtures afterwards, was a killer. And fellas, everyone knew, you know, losing one nil in the last minute, you you would uh, Dundalk and Rovers the next yeah. two games away was just a, a, an awful hard game. start yeah. to have. To be fair as well, it's like to be honest, the, the Finhouse game just shows the character of the team. Like yeah. going to that game at three defeats and the pressure from mm. playing at home yeah. um, on a wet, windy Friday night, like you're thinking, oh no, like expecting the worst here. I was walking to the ground myself, like very nervous with that man. I'd say, no, if, if this if this result is bad tonight, like we're in big trouble here. The, the crowds will dwindle, and people will start saying, "What's what's happening again at Cork City?" You know, it's the same as well. Yeah, it was a big win. Yeah, they yeah. went out and mm. yeah, fair play, young Alec Byrne. Like I'm sure they were uh, yeah. dancing on the streets of Carrigaline that night. Uh, <laughs> He's a very good player, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's been great players come through the club recently as well. Young prospects all around the pitch, which we probably haven't seen for. You know, five, ten years, as well as the unknown guys. Yeah. Um. So it's very exciting in that respect. I, I was excited going into the league. I've had a few bad results, but hopefully, look. Um. Whenever hopefully the league starts up again, I think the time might do them well to you know adjust when they come back in again. And uh, I think Neil Fenn and, and Joe Gamble like they'll do, they'll do a great job with, yeah. with, with a bit of time and anyway. like yeah. I think I might even fit Joe up there after this uh, COVID nineteen things dies down and you know. 
sick of drinking candies and having uh, too much food at home, like going on to Joe for a little program maybe to get me back in shape. So. No show, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, he definitely charge you for it. Yeah. <laughs> he won't turn up. So, I, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure what's gone on here, but Kevin has come in with Damien there today on Twitter as well. So Dam, Damien shamed Freenan. Uh, so I, I think it was something about uh, he, yeah, he, he had left he left Cork City and all uh, money went missing and now he's gone uh, uh, na- he's gone nationwide with Body Chef. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I saw that. You might say that is not true. <laughs> oh no, it's definitely not true. No, but, yeah, uh, no, Damien uh, stepped down from the board there a, a couple of months back, but yeah, he's still a, a great friend to the club. He's a good character, even yeah, online there, and stuff as well. Like, he yeah, he's always up for like, a yeah. bit of crack. Like, so look, uh, <laughs> yeah, and look, he, he runs Body Chef as well, who are f- food suppliers to the club as well, and yeah, sponsors for, for many yeah. years and. Yeah, we have a great relationship with Damien. As I said, there he was instrumental in the winning gaff thing, like, and that was the biggest fundraiser since 1984. Like, it was wow. unbelievable. Like, Brilliant. So that guy deserves enormous credit. credit. Like, and uh, people never see the work that goes on behind the scenes. They might see a few funny tweets from Damien or myself. They're posting a few memes on Twitter. Seems to wind a few people up as well. Like, but look, it's all <laughs> a bit of, we yeah. just like to have a bit of a laugh and a joke at times when we're in in this boardroom here. We're having very serious conversations. I like, can get a bit. Yeah. Tense at times, and we just like to have a bit of a laugh and a joke online. And yeah, look. In respect of the boardroom here and the the different, like, did you walk through Bishopstown today? I haven't been here in years walking through. Yeah, I, I, I walked past uh, Declan's Range Rover <laughs> outside there. <laughs> you didn't have a Range Rover before you started <laughs> here, actually. The, the money the, went. Yeah, that's the, that's the board management. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the place is looking great. I've said it yeah. earlier to a few lads there. It is looking great, and I think it's the mark to me. And you were mentioning about Joe Gamble doing up the gym. That's Joe straight away getting it all in order. Uh, I saw the, yeah. and I probably shouldn't have been looking at it, but the match day kind of schedule, the, the monthly schedule is out there in order, and it looks like a club that's been uh, operated very professionally. Yeah. And it, it, the, there's a new room out there for the players to eat. Uh, what do you call that room? I don't know what the mess yeah, room or whatever. Yeah, a bit of a rest area for the Yeah, no, honestly, very impressive. But it's still freezing. <laughs> it's still freasing here. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't changed. in here, isn't it? No, I genuinely great to see that. Yeah, there was a lot of work towards the end of last season. As I said, look, we've uh, we're rebuilding the club from top to bottom. This isn't just about the squad. Like you know, we don't just plow everything into the first team. It's yeah. You know, it, what do they need to make them as comfortable as possible and enjoy coming to training and. We sat down with Neil and, and Joe and they, they outlined what they... Get rid of the rats. There weren't rats here when we were training, but we thought there were, but there weren't. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, that was 15 years ago, maybe. Long time ago. <laughs> Still standing, to be fair. Yeah. Shot. Yeah, we think, uh, you know, build that recreation, recreation area for the players and, you know... We and there's a, a coaching room, isn't coaching there? Coaching room as well, where they do their it's analysis very, of yeah. games and there's yeah. a team you meeting need, room you as well. That, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great out here, as I said. Yeah, it's creating an environment, though. In fairness, it's, 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 that's what it's about. Yeah, the heating is the only outstanding well, <laughs> issue. When you bring players over from the UK as well, and you know you're looking to do a loan signing with a player from the Premier League or the Championship, make sure they don't don't get too comfortable, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're yeah. impressed with the with the, the exactly. Look, yeah, yeah. yeah, these yeah. are the kind of things they're used yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. While we might not have the first class affinities that, that mm. a club like Arsenal or Birmingham have, look, yeah. Look, we get great feedback from, from players coming from those clubs. Throw another warb- wobbler at you. Glenn Meyer, is yep. that on the pause f- 
like, any status update yeah, about it all or the you know, everything now is you know yeah it's, allowing it's for definitely look there was an announcement made by the government on it uh, a couple of weeks back um and they committed the funding and they're waiting on funding from the fbi was the latest on it but yeah, well, look with the FBI's current situation, they're restructuring themselves yeah. and trying to refinance. So look, will but they've kind of confirmed that it will go ahead. Yeah, like I think it's definitely not not dead by any means, okay. and I, I fully believe that it will happen. Um, mm. and we're all very confident that it will happen. And yeah, looking forward to the to the days that look when I step down from the board in in a few years' time or whenever that um we can go watch Cork City Academy games there and see yeah. the next generation of players being developed in, in, in that great facility and yeah, that'd be great. fingers crossed that all, uh, all comes to fruition. Just a couple of questions here that's coming in uh, from the live part. Good good to see people watching. John O'Flynn, he should be here. <laughs> uh, where are you, John? Uh, question for Declan. Will Suma Sportswear be the new gear provider for Cork City <laughs> FC from the start of next season on? <laughs> Smiley face, correct take. Yeah, um, just on that really, I guess, look at these are the kind of times now at the club when we have some, I guess, suppose downtime now that it's not so hectic that we're preparing for match day on Friday night that we, because that looking at kind of strategic decisions like that. Right. So like next year's, um, our, our contract with Adidas finishes at the end of this season. So whether that's um, something we, we look at again, going with Adidas again or, or another company, we're, we're looking into all that right now. and. It's now. Now's the time to really mm. kind of look at those proposals and show and me the money, John. <laughs> show me the money. Yeah, there you go, John. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. He could send through how much he's willing to offer, he's and we'll talk to him then. He's on. He's the short answer from his yeah. We know, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we'll broker it there. Fans said, Voice TV. Yeah. He's he's on about uh, the comrades opponent or two wink wink hog. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a few shout outs uh, as we're live. So Co uh, Conan Bur uh, Burn yeah. is walking from football club to football club today. Today for the Irish Cancer Society, Society yeah. in Dublin. He went is he running or walking it? I think he's walking. He's walking. Yeah, he's yeah, walking he's a marathon, walking. isn't okay. he? Yeah. Uh, fair play to him. Yeah, no, that's great. No, it's great, yeah. yeah. Would you walk the Cove? From where? <laughs> from Cork, from Turners Cross. From Turners Cross to Cove? Yeah. I, I wonder if it was the right situation, yeah, if it was yeah. like for the... Okay. Right thing, yeah. Set yeah, it there now. Yeah. That's well, next. No next. Yeah. That's next up. You get the train, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Another couple of uh, shout outs. The Opal Jersey. Let's get them lads on the, oh, on yeah. the podcast. Have a chat to them. They have an interesting page, actually. And um, Douglas Hall under tens practice and skills during the week. Uh, so Aaron Forsyth uh, sending a video, and there was another lad as well. He wasn't named though, but. Fair play to them, keeping busy in the Yeah, I asked Darren, climate. could we have the videos, but he didn't, your technical skills didn't. To be fair, he's lucky to get this much set up. <laughs> and and, 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 and to, to be fair, you just came in and just started talking on the mic, which, which it pissed everyone off, but, you know, we won't say anyone. We won't it's say anyone. Yeah. Fans Voice TV, but he was like a guy doing the first first time. It's <laughs> 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 about you. <laughs> well, uh, Shout out to Springfield Rambers again, Dec, uh, Desmond, who's doing some skills. Another nice yeah, video. Would have been another nice yeah. video there, but we're, we're just not there yet. But you know yeah. what? We might set up a Patreon and you could get us there. You know? Okay. You never know. You never yeah. know. George O'Callaghan, Tyler Roll Challenge. Yeah, I saw him doing the Tyler Roll Challenge on Facebook. The guy who did Tyler Roll keep you up and he's like... And I just wanted to say, well, he was using an industrial size Tyler Roll, which we feel is breaking the rules. Yeah. 
Maybe George, George, he needs to, he needs to release yeah, a new one. Play, he'd yeah. actually, he'd, he'd probably quite do, skillful he'd probably actually do more with a smaller one. But he's a recent Hall of Famer, no, is Alex Sullivan? Yeah. <laughs> the king, no, well, he just yeah, needs to yeah. explain why he was using an industrial yeah. space. Tony Tobin's. Tony Tobin's, yeah. It's very good. Tony Tobin's was very good. Did you see it at all? How do you do it? Well, if we had the video now. Very good, to be fair. He should actually say the poem while he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. He actually raised the good few Bob Premier Monk last year as well, he's a fellow a author like yourself. He is You're great just, uh, guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, so. Do you have a book? I have three books. Barry. Three books? <laughs> God almighty, I never I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, send us send us your skills. We send send us your videos and we can maybe start putting them up there and stuff. Um as well, shout out to coaching. There's a lot of fellas doing uh, like one-to-one coaching sessions all around Cork again. I don't know how, where it falls in with coronavirus, but uh, them to be doing it is great to see. So you see our coaching there, um, Craig and then Kieran Riley uh, with Ringman, who's doing like little kind of oh, yeah. uh, camps with little kids and stuff like that. Yeah, some great and stuff. And yeah, that. if you want to get any ideas. And Conor Mead as well with Maximum Football. So again, some... Great options. I think something maybe as well, you know, if you're with Cove of Cork City or something time off there. Now, I know we did Kevin O'Connor at Waterford and, you know, there's there's these options around the place now, which is really good to see. What's Kevin O'Connor doing? Kevin O'Connor was doing a football session with Conor Mead. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Like one-to-one. One. Yeah, one-to-one, one, kind of okay. keeping sharp and, you know, it all has its... It's benefits, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I know. Especially in these times. Up there, anyway, have their own programs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't have to. It's, it's yeah. yeah. Especially, I, I don't know what the, the, the lads are doing in the UK, the full time clubs, are they, uh, they're probably not in, or are they in in certain groups or know, something yeah, like that? I know or some clubs are bringing players in in smaller groups. And yeah, like I think smaller be. groups is the thing to they do, probably to be have honest. To. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. not with the club, but like if you were training with one or two other guys from the club, maybe that would work out well for you on your own. Like. Yeah, our training is. Fully suspended anyway. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. As I said, they have their own programs <laughs> and yeah, a nice sneaker <laughs> in the way. John O'Flynn, come up with another beauty. <laughs> Are you playing solitaire? <laughs> On yeah. your computer. <laughs> I'm always lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm winning as well. He doesn't know. Answer this question for you. Where are you? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's Darren. a good question. But uh, yeah, so look, again, I suppose. Cork football in general, would you would you kind of delve much into that with I suppose uh, like first division starting off with Cove, what what they're up to, I suppose Munster Senior League, uh, around the academies as well, around the clubs around Cork. Is there any kind of yeah, actually, we've had, like we've a great relationship with a lot of clubs in the MSL as well, um, Mayfield especially. Like we use their facilities a lot for our academy games, and uh, yeah, we were hoping to do a lot more work with them as well over the the next month or two. We had a of an academy initiative where we'd bring Colin Healy and some of the academy coaches and some of our players who have that makes sense. to do sessions mm-hmm. at Mayfield and um, like they have a huge club and we were going to try and give something back to them for all the help they've given us with their facilities and yeah, we're very grateful for that but look it's all up in the air yeah the but air. I think that's something the club should do in the future oh yeah absolutely yeah it's something yeah. we've come in and look we don't want to be uh, you know at loggerheads with any clubs across the Munster Senior League but I think maybe that offering those uh, coaches be it Colin uh, Healy or other guys right yeah. to say you know Douglas Hall or Quintus occasionally or whoever particularly in this, you know in the situation where your players are coming from those clubs I think that's a nice kind of absolutely yeah look at exchange it's, it's tough like for them clubs as well look at I see a lot of talk when our under 13s 
revamp the squad as well every year and they bring in new players from the Canadian Cup teams and look at his stuff like look the FBI have restructured that uh, those age groups and it's not nice when you lose your best players like it, ha it happens to us as well they seem to always go to Preston for some reason but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so look it, it happens all across all yeah that's that's football but the main thing I think as you said is the relationship between mm. the clubs and between be people yeah. again football uh, kind of drives a kind of you know a competition across all clubs and coaches and managers and stuff and there's yeah. always someone not going to like someone or you know someone doesn't get on with someone that happens but at the end of the day it needs to be you know we're going forward as Cork and that's what we're kind of maybe aiming to do as well yeah. is maybe get some input from these clubs yeah. what are their difficulties you know where 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 their fall downs and stuff and can you come up with a better situation because I suppose I'm looking at the FEI and they did bring in something like it was that Dutch model or something and and you know it's the, the under 13s under 15s and 17s and I know clubs are struggling with it but again they don't know why or what or you know, you can bring in models, but again, yeah. if you need to like, talk with the clubs, talk, yeah, with the clubs and see what's going on yeah. and what, what suits, and hopefully we get never probably never get to the bottom of it. Well, like, football, what we I do think, anyway. and I've noticed this as in no longer a player when I either with Fans Voice TV or with Mark Herrick and the Headright Sports is when I go to clubs now with with those bodies, there's no comp competitive competitive edge. Whereas if I was going as a Cork City player to anyone like. College Corinthians or Mayfield, whatever you're, you're, you're not them a little bit, um, which is understandable because just the way the relationship between League of Ireland clubs and schoolboy clubs has been historically. Yeah. I'd say that's just you, Hal. No, <laughs> well, they're very happy with me now. But I think it's funny when you, when you take that out, that competitive edge thing out. I mean, the warmth is huge, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where Cork City need to get to is to take that away and agree something with the you know these clubs that they're getting a benefit from being associated with Cork City. And I know that's what you have yeah. in mind, but I, I, it's just up till now it hasn't been there, you know what I mean, um, in my every experience. Every home game, like religiously, you know, for every single home game, we'll have half-time teams and they come out and do Yeah, that's like brilliant. Yeah. Under 14s or under 12s, under 11s, and they come out and play at half-time. That's something we, that's one of the first things we do for every game, like is book that in and, uh, and that helps you build relationships with clubs as yeah. well. And look, it helps them as well. You know, they, you get parents coming to games then and they see the, the bigger picture. Like, and look, it's, it's all about the relationships, as I said there, John. It's, you know, like, ultimately, it'd be great if those clubs felt like they were part of Cork City, of the, you know, the, the, the tree, like they're the ones kind of building yeah. it, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, we're a bit away from that now. But general, <laughs> there's, there's coal there as well, obviously. Like, you know, two Cork teams, you know, like, yeah. it, has to, it has to be. Yeah. Like, that they're all benefiting from it. And, there's that bit of, you know, like you're stealing my players or taking my players. It's actually, you're, you're actually bettering the players. And mm. at times there's different scenarios for that as well. Is Probably. there any model whereby Monsignor League clubs could become part of, I know it's a bit off the charts, yeah. but in some capacity that they would have a, sh a, a share as a group in, in Cork City? Like if, if we're giving away, you know, whatever percentage to, you know, some investor guy, he, let's say he's taking the majority in force or keeping a, a share. I know you're not giving away anything uh, for free necessarily, but it would be great if they had a stakehold in it as well. So then, like, they're actually invested in it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know that's a bit... Yeah, it's more of a longer term. Longer term. term. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah the only thing you're probably fighting there then is that... Are you, are you talking about, like, uh, 
shared role, like if, if, if a club then wasn't producing players to no, no it wouldn't be based on producing saying, oh we're getting all players and we're getting the same share and stuff yeah, yeah. No, exactly that's 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 a small yeah. thing but that's yeah. where it kind of starts and happens i know what you mean yeah we've, you had know? A, we've had a great relationship with the ucc throughout yeah not just obviously to fuck their and the main sponsors but the fact that's that been a major uh bonus sh- for the club players have gone from our academy to UCC and back again and now he's gone off to the home yeah. obviously enough like it's it's a model there that maybe could prove yeah you know to bear fruits yeah. in, in years to come again and yeah look even with UCC there as well like we had a friendly cancelled in pre-season like but you know pick up the phone and we were able to get a friendly with them in, in, in the Mardike later that evening you know it's, yeah, it's a massive partnership have, it's a massive partnership we'll talk over yeah. the next couple of weeks about kind of how we can improve that with clubs and see where it goes if it goes mm. nowhere it goes nowhere but if it does it does hopefully um, Greg O'Halloran has come in the, the podcast uh, get the Cork City Legends team going all the ex-players representing the club again and get us all back to watch the games together at Cross thanks Greg Cheers, Greg. We uh, we we actually have like a kind of mini Old kind Greg of line, yeah, yeah. Line, no, we really like. Uh, Dennis sp- Bean is in the peak of his career at the moment. He is. <laughs> he is. He's is. scoring some goals as well. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we had uh, Benno's testimonial as well there last oh, year. Yeah. yeah. Highlights. Yeah. It's good yeah, crack good. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. every so yeah. often, especially uh, I did like you look at the the FIFA tournament. We'll talk about that in a second. But I know Greg was reaching out to like uh, Prague and stuff like that, and uh, Slavian Prague and stuff, and, and and Celtic and stuff, and it could be just another aspect that you're getting, like you know, something like even if it was a a, a Masters kind of thing where you put down an Astro in a car park or something, yeah, you yeah, know, and then yeah. that kind of a thing, like yeah. Oh, Greg, now with the, the Shells Legends team at this stage, do you? Uh, he was only there a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got an option of two teams. So uh, really yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Greg's a son fellow. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's, he's, he mentioned that to me before as well about looking yeah. after the, the, the legends of the club a bit more. And yeah, definitely want to kind of sit down with them and, yeah. and chat about what we can do as well. A free holiday every year as well, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so you have enough in your hands now. Yeah. Let's just talk quickly about the FIFA tournament. So that just kind of came out of the blue, really. Um, yeah, did you have Nate Orient? Um, and your names are in, in amongst the, the yeah. top names in Europe and stuff. And yeah, a lot of clubs have different initiatives going, like just to kind of keep things keep things ticking along. And Leighton Orient went and tried to organise this this tournament, like sixty four clubs. And look, we we jumped in anyway and said we'd we take part. So Darrow O'Connor is uh, going to represent us as Cork City FC in that tournament. I think we're playing uh, Ross County. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully yeah, we progress to the next round. Like it's kind of good to see something it, yeah, for yeah. fans just to keep an interest. Like it is, yeah. Clubs uh, still definitely. active, and you know, without games on, as I said, it's it's hard to have something to, to drive towards. And look, we hope is there any possibility? I'm jumping in on you now. Yeah. Is there any? And I know it's not going to replace match day, uh, you know, income at all at all. Yeah. But in terms of streaming matches, say coronavirus never happened. In terms of streaming matches going forward, where you know you have match day income that you can. You know, I know. Is it that the FAI have traditionally kind of blocked it? Yeah, they have yeah. really. It was uh, they had the the rights to stream games whenever they wanted to. You d- I think you saw a pop up there over the years, like random League Cup games or or whatever they yeah. stream it on their Facebook channel or you know. But yeah, I think it's it's something that has to be built into the new uh, participation agreement. I think it does, is, isn't it? Um, and, look and is that how you see it going forward? A new participation yeah. agreement between the FBI and Absolutely, the club? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. It, it, it tidies up all of those kind of rules that, you know, to be politically correct, like maybe did not make as much sense to clubs as they did for the FBI. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it might have been balanced too strongly yeah. in favour of the FBI. Yeah, exactly. And look, the FBI, to be fair as well, did trial a, a streaming service as well towards the end of last season, and it was very good. Look, they had post-match interviews and you know replays and commentary, um, and they can build on that. Um, I think as well, it, it went off pretty seamlessly, and I think it was ourselves and Dundalk had four home games each. And it was something they were looking at uh, with one of their partners that they're looking to do a deal with. And yeah, something like this would have to be league-wide as well, I think, because look, you don't want one club going off doing their own bat. They say the Lock and Shamrock Rovers are having like 4K streaming on whatever, yeah. you know, and then yeah. a club in yeah, the lower end of the table kind of gets by with, a, you know. But surely it'd be, it'd be worth it for a company to come in and kind of take it over. I yeah. know there was something... Was, was and it, it can be commercialised as well, and you can sell yeah. the feeds off then to, you know, for gaming companies and things like that and they can borrow the feed and, and use there is games shown now is there and but not in this country is there is there cameras in every league of Ireland yeah or something there is or it's, yeah and uh, I'm not really sure about that arrangement to be can honest. you get a live stream of the games you can yeah and I see look everyone gets those yeah. feeds on score live which like look like someone's recording it with a potato mm. yeah it's, like it's, it's bad enough is it I never watched but you would feel that some clubs could do a good job of it themselves I know oh, you yeah, know there's an inequality yeah. maybe that's lower yeah, clubs yeah like we've people in the background like you know, Aaron Howey and Paul DC like they've great ideas on you know how to market the club and set up these streaming um, like even look at our pre and post match press conferences and we've like a, an ongoing podcast in SoundCloud and it's all regularly mm. updated and look other clubs just don't have that they don't have the manpower they don't yeah. have the expertise within their club and look yeah, yeah as, as I said yeah, yeah, it has to be league wide because you can't have an imbalance of one club doing it better than another like if you look at the football league in England yeah. they have a unified system um, I can't remember the name of it now I, that's I, a I subscription thing isn't it yeah, for interviews yeah. and stuff like that but yeah, the only thing I would say is that like uh, I understand you know you want the standard to be the same but is it the case that you're saying because I've heard this from some people that they think honestly so, about streaming sorry I'll, no I'm just looking at a comment there <laughs> Tell Hoggy in the current pandemic, touching your face is one of the worst <laughs> things you can possibly do. I've washed my hands. I've counted 376 times so far. <laughs> is that John O'Flynn? Just you, John. Uh, um, but uh, with streaming, so say Cork City, you know the Emmett Malone um, recent survey on uh, yeah, yeah. people who are associated with clubs, yeah. Irish people, right? And I think he said something like, you know, using their kind of, you know, uh, gentle criteria that there could be 100,000 people who associate with Cork City. Yeah. So Cork City huge, and like none of the other League of Ireland clubs featured at all. So you see, like there's a strength there that Cork City could garner, I suppose, or could, you know, and I don't think they should be penalised necessarily for having that yeah. broad support. So I think there's room for manoeuvre in terms of, yeah, you know, let's say it's a home game at Cork City, we get 50% comes to Cork City and the rest of the, it goes out to the, the club, uh, yeah. all the clubs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think with Cork in particular, given that huge fan base, that that is something that could be... Yeah, I suppose like Sleeping Giant and all that stuff. Yeah, I well, I think you're looking at, you're looking at uh, Australia and America as well, people watching games, you, you know, huge, huge uh, in the UK as well, people could be watching, watching players. Yeah. Like, you're, I, I think you're losing out not doing it. And, and some clubs would probably think... Um, you know, no one will come to the games then and, and watch them, but that's not the case. It's not. Like, if that was the case, it's totally different. It's, it's would, a different market yeah. almost, isn't it? Karen Lucid's kind of been looking at it a lot as well. Yeah. Commercial agreements and online streaming as well, and potentially. Is that form part of his kind of. Yeah, uh, oh definitely, yeah, okay. yeah. And using the, you know, the match data as well and selling that on to different companies. Like okay. That they, it's, it's become extremely valuable, like match data from football games. And um, 
Yeah, but I, I, I do think though that def- definitely the clubs have to all roll in the one direction. Okay. Yeah, and you have to, yeah. Because like it's like this COVID nineteen thing at the moment. Like you have look, unfortunately, Drogheda are not able to pay their players, and you know, will some other clubs now fall by the wayside over the coming weeks, and will that happen to us? Um, and will eventually will we be left with Rovers and Dundalk? You mm. know. And, and, and what good is the league to them? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, like it's, it's, it's about the sport. Everyone has to act as a collective yeah. and the bigger picture. Here we all need competitive they're all d- You're all dependent on each other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's no good for us to think, oh, look, I know. Two t- a team team two places below us will go to the wall. They're happy days. Like, yeah. Up the spot in no, the it doesn't work that way. That's not the right I saw I saw Drogheda against Cove, actually, in early in the year. They were very good. They're, I like, they were looking like they are going to win the league I, I, from an early stage. And Cove were good, too, by the way. Um. And it's it's sad to see that, but I think they've ma- made the decision early. They're part timers yeah. that they they just can't afford it, and they're going to yeah. hold off now. And that, they that say they'll pay worse, them later. Like over the next couple of weeks as mm. well. I suppose you know it's as you said. Is it a club going to go under? Or is it going to kind of cut ties? And it's a, it's a difficult decision. But it's difficult for everyone, not just business, not yeah, not not just clubs and stuff. And yeah. people have to kind of understand there is a cut off point. Whereas you save the business or save a club or, and again. Just uh, you can have arguments all day long about about governments and decisions and what they're doing and what they're not doing and stuff like that. There's to and for everything, but um, yeah. Look, uh, Greg is as another <laughs> question. Yeah, it's Greg and John Flint coming. As, as, as Hoggy, but he's open goal missed two weeks ago. So, yeah, <laughs> we have video footage of that actually as well. We right? actually had yeah, video. I should have go. pulled that one up, Greg. Mm. Sorry about that. Yeah, Funny, actually, my so we got all this footage for the live streaming games um, myself and my brother like it was a hobby of ours some people collect programs we taped every Cork City match that was on TV oh right eventually we got to a stage where we had so many games we started going back in time then from before we went to games and got these Galatasaray games brilliant whatever but uh, just one game it's the home game against Shelburne you got the goal oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like my job before I went to to the cross was to put record on the VCR and head off to the to the ground like but Unfortunately, for some reason, my mother went up to the bedroom like and just she didn't tape it. She switched everything off. So, like, there was a <laughs> was it on TV? Panic. It was on TV live. On but can TV, you not yeah. get it? Yeah, we we actually tried. We You're trying to got track in touch it down? with people in RTE, but for some reason, then that game isn't in. They give you uh, uh, right. archives. Mrs. Horgan's number yeah. there. She loves yeah. you. <laughs> they have, um, they have, we got loads of other games from like the likes of Sonny O'Neill and um, Pat McAuliffe, God rest his soul, before he passed yeah, away. Yeah. But that game we couldn't get, so I might talk. I get a few. I get a few. Yeah, at a did, price. We did get it from someone, and look, fortunately, it cuts in just as. It's going. Cool. Greg, Hall- Greg O'Halloran was involved in the goal, actually. Thanks, Greg. Was he? Yeah, he was. Good. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Gamble knocked it back. Yeah. yeah. Big hockey it's through it there. Right. It's a good Your day. Only goal. It's a good day. It was a cracker at the time. Like, I what cracker? Yeah. And, yeah. What about Hoggy's goal v Derry? No cameras. Rocket. <laughs> Tell us. Who's that? Is that Craig again? Craig again. <laughs> Hoggy like yelled to that game. We already game. covered this actually on the podcast. So that was again, a better yeah. goal actually, yeah. No, so look, if there's any any questions, especially wants to hard, talk. difficult ones for Declan. Any questions about get, Darren's get goals? Him <laughs> <laughs> get him in there now, we'll ask him. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of it really. Um, anyone that's listening to this podcast, we, we've done uh, Facebook Live as well, so that's kind of where we're dipping in and out of it. But uh, no, it's, it's 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 good to to get around to close. It's some year for you, Declan. Twelve months. Yeah. So. Yeah, as uh, look, he's and to be honest, it, it probably takes us all on our, our families as well more often mm. than yeah. ourselves as well. Like all of us, as you said, John, we have full time jobs and yeah. 
lads and lads have, have families as well and kids and, and everything else and their own businesses in some cases and look it, it, it takes its toll but look we do it because look we were elected by by the membership you can go on all day about oh we love the club and we're you know die hard cork city fans but we have to kind of take that out of it like we're running a business here at the end of the day and it's that business is in a critical situation now as many other businesses across the country and you just got to do your best Mm. Yeah, do our best. And, and if there's anything you want to say to people, what they can do to support Cork City at the moment, I yeah, suppose. I think look, have a look at our online activities that we're doing. Um, you know, the, the, the Patreon uh, scheme there where you can watch those classic games, uh, you know, support through merchandise, you know, continue to, to support. Does that start there. on Friday? Is it those, those games? Did you say yeah, Friday? Yeah, it starts on Friday. Yeah, on Friday, yeah. Friday yeah. Okay. And I think we'll be running a Twitter poll to see what the first game will be. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, I think the, the 2005 league win is. is uh, yeah, it's up there. Stage, yeah, so, yeah. Fingers crossed. That was a great night at the cross. So look, and we'll put a collection of my goals yeah. together as well. We, we as yeah. another option later. And maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that will be premiere and then seven forty-five Friday night. And so how can people watch it? On yeah. So go to Patreon.com/slash/CorkCityFC or go on the CorkCityFC website or app, and you can get all the details there and signing up. Um, the game, as I said, will go live at seven forty-five then Friday night. Oh, it's actually on Patreon. Yeah. The game, yeah. And okay. uh, and then we'll um, have live updates from the game on Twitter. We'll have match graphics. Um, you know, I dug out some old photographs of yourself, Carl. Oh, brilliant! As well, and uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll try yeah. and use them throughout the game as well and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't um, change a bit actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. Stephen Slimmer. Uh, just asked any word when the league will start up again, and I suppose you just you just don't know. It's it's. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, ask ask every other yeah. league in the country. They just don't know what even in, in the world, yeah. you know. Yeah. March twenty ninth was the initial guidance given by the government yeah. for um you know large gatherings and we'll follow by any It could be given. either it could be like look we're we're going ahead with it now, we've done this or it could be like we're pushing out. Yeah. Could be yeah, we'll, we'll wait for you know, all I yeah. can ask the others Higher powers keep an eye on the news and watch out for announcements like that from the government and, and the FBI. Um you know, we're I'm sure we'll we'll hear about it as well from the FBI when when yeah. news is out so Fingers crossed sooner rather than later, but look, any, it's not looking good, like, is it? Any advice to any other people in Forest who would be thinking about coming chairman? <laughs> I'm to hit you, we'll go on, we'll go on. Think twice. Look, I suppose, uh, yeah, I saw a couple of tweets today where someone said it's just, you know, it's all about doing interviews and things like that. Like, that's definitely <laughs> well, if you that. get a free Range Rover, like, you know. <laughs> like, as I said, that's 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 wrong. There's no there's no Range Rover, by the way, because <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone will put that out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a wind-up there, actually. One, one game, it was, uh, we were inside the cash room, and um, this was last year on the board, and we... Uh, one of the volunteers was coming in who helps us sell sell match programs and we had a we said look we'll start just having a conversation here and we'll have this guy walk in and make a conversation about us with whose turn is it to have the BOM car this week like and <laughs> arguing about whose turn it is or whatever like so we made conversation and this guy walks in and he's like oh yeah, you have the car this week or you have the car that week or whatever and the man turns around and he's like we have cars what's going on here like why are you spending oh, yeah. money on <laughs> Who said no? That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. My car's falling apart. He was in the shop last week, like so. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. But uh, no, thanks very much, Declan, for uh, yeah, doing this today, Declan. and thank the lads as well from behind, Aaron and Paul. Thanks, and, guys. And thanks for do helping us with the live stream. Hopefully, it went well. Again, it was a test. Hopefully, it can increase in the coming few weeks. But again, need people to help us retweet it, share it. Get on to us, ask questions. Again, we're fans' voice, so we're trying to get your voice out there, you see, uh, in football. 
just oh, I've actually forgot actually there's one fella that's helping us uh, support us Nevin Power oh he, yeah 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 he yeah, said he's going to buy play. Fans Voice TV a season ticket so whenever we want to go into Turners Cross <laughs> that we can use it no fair play Nevin thanks for that uh, He's a great guy. He was a never. He does, uh, does a lot of work for the. No, he didn't. He, he called you out on not buying a ticket. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. An online no comment, ticket. No comment. Yeah. He does a lot of work with the Cork City. That was great, great. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. He motivates yeah. behind the scenes that just yeah. piles yeah. of work. Like, and look, yeah, yeah, fair play to you as well, lads, for doing this. It's uh, I know. Ah, it's no. Kind of relaunched Fans Voice TV in the middle of a crisis. Like, so. Yeah. Look, I think all these kind of things, podcasts and live streams and stuff like that, it's not easy to pull off. Look at all the equipment here that Darren Horst <laughs> well, look, yeah, fair play to you, and keep it going, and we'll we'll support you as a club and anyone else who wants to, you know, get publicity for podcasts and, and keep football fans interested in the League of Ireland sport. Mm-hmm. So, fair, thanks for fair play. We don't we don't have John O'Flynn's outro, no, he normally yeah. does. Mm. He's too he's too big time. He's too big time. Yeah, yeah, he's done it all now. Perfect. Like, so, yeah. Thanks everyone. See you later. Next one. <laughs>